Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the people's Dynasty podcast. On today's show, we are going to review week number four of the NFL season and we're going to hit you with our first installment of buys and sells, but I'll tell you who I'm never going to sell as my co-host. He is the man of the hour, and he is the man 
with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what is up? Randy, you are just holding on to me like I'm Andrew Luck. I'm just rotting away your roster, but I appreciate it. That is for sure. I thought about doing a gimmick where I was going to like read a book on my shelf and then be like, oh, I didn't see you there, but I opted out of it. How are you doing, my friend? It's been a week, which Dude, is too it, damn long. But it, it, it is. It is. This is. I got this podcast. I have the big bet tomorrow night with a good old yeah. buddy, Dr. Kyle. And then I'm taking a little four-day hiatus. So of all the weekends to have a wedding anniversary, it's got to be the one with some of the most intriguing games that, that I want to watch. Uh, I'm hoping that after a long day of hiking, I can uh, at least get through the Thursday night game. And going to hang out with the missus. And, uh, but I'll be around, man. You know, I'll be on Twitter, at DWZ Memphis. Uh, i got to figure out who I'm going to get to host football Sunday school. It won't be you because you'll be hosting work at yeah, the work. at the work. At the, at the, <laughs> A job, a job ain't nothing but work, Jerry. It just takes away from all the fun stuff. But that's been one of my favorite things to do is taking live questions and helping people with their weekly lineup on YouTube. So you got to subscribe. YouTube.com. Go find the Dynasty Warzone page. Uh, if you're not into like the full-length podcast stuff because maybe you're already listening on Apple, I've, I've not yet added in the Dr. Kyle injury review. An injury review is going to be key when you have stuff like the David Montgomery issue, things of that nature. So we're going to we're going to touch on some of those tonight from a, a non doctor's opinion, and then the football Sunday school can't emphasize how much fun that has been. I've uh, my my last three weeks. I am, if I remember correctly, six and three on prop bets. Having did not have a good weekend. Fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. So, so you you laugh. His 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 prop was two hundred and forty and a half passing yards. He had two hundred and forty in the first quarter. I'm I'm like counting the money, counting my bread, stacks, stacks, stacks. And you know what? You know what? It it didn't it didn't come through. So, uh, you know, it was a good weekend, Jerry. But uh, are you ready to get into a, one of our favorite segments? We've had to retitle it. It's good oh. people, good tweets. Oh, look at you! Okay, yeah, you know we, we we are the crime fighters that are keeping these Twitter <laughs> streets safe from bad takes. Because if 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 you want to get done up, uh, there is no way faster to get done up than, than than talking a bunch of mess. So this is a good tweet from a good person. This is John Paul Hurley of the Dynasty Trade Calculator, and uh, he was uh, he was retweeting me, you know. That was big. This goes back to January 7th, my original tweet. I said, lots of Daniel Jones. I said, he's uh, on a lot of buy list right now. And uh, I said, the reason why, new head coach OC, the COVID year. Uh, he lost his best playmaker last year in Saquon Barkley. The remaining weapons were bad. He had a horrible schedule. And JP was kind enough to have retweeted me and said, nice to see what Daniel Jones is capable of with a full arsenal. I wasn't incredibly optimistic, but he could fix his turnover issues and peak. But at DW Memphis was. So, you know, he gave me a little bit of love for, for liking Daniel Jones. Here's the thing. First of all, he is a good person. That was a good tweet because he was talking about me in a positive light. But he was my... <laughs> he, Oh, hold on. I mean, I mean, th th this is this is for both. That's, of that's not why it was a good tweet. It was though, a great tweet. <laughs> it was a good tweet, not, not because he tweeted about you. 
The crowd goes it was wild. A good take. You had a good take. I'll give you some credit. Uh, all right. Jerry, I'm just going to remind you of one thing as we go forward. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. All right. You, you've been told. <laughs> um, I, I, here's the thing. There's always going to be value. When you do your rookie quarterback, so, someone that we don't necessarily love is going to get drafted in the first round. For sure. You know, th- this year it was Mac Jones. Everybody's like, well, he, if the draft was to get redone now, where would Mac Jones go? Definitely not last. That's very damn so, sure. So, so, I mean, would it still go? I think Trevor Lawrence, just based on the pedigree, still goes one. But, you know, it's it's pretty much, I don't want to say legend, but it's, it's pretty well referenced and resourced out there that Kyle Shanahan really wanted Mac Jones at three. He really did. He really felt like he was a, a slightly more athletic, more accurate version of what he had Matt Ryan, and that he could really process that offense. I, I think Jimmy G. I don't. I, do, do you think he he goes past Carolina? Do you think he goes past Denver? You know, do the Bears trade up? You know, still for Mac Jones, or do or do they trade up for Justin Fields still? So there's always value. Mac Jones is going to be fine. You know, two years ago, who was the third QB off the board? It was Justin Herbert. If they redrafted the class of 2020, is Justin Herbert the last QB to go? No. No, he's not. He's probably going first. I mean, I have no issue with the Joe Burrow pick. I mean, he's worked his tail off to come back. He's played great. Um, But you know what? This makes it really rough for, for Tua and the Dolphins. Because now every time Justin Herbert is successful, they have to see that. And they also have to see the success of all the QBs that they gave up the pick for Mac Jones or Trey Lance or potentially Justin Fields or anyone else because they gave that pick up. It becomes a uh, it, it, it can become a thing. How about 2019? How about the value of the 2019 class? Because this guy was the QB three off the board going in the, the mid to late second round of rookie drafts that year. How about Danny Dimes? You know who has a lot of Danny Dimes? This guy. guy. And you know what? He had a hell of a rookie season, too. Faded last year, really tough schedule. First year of the new head coach, learning the Clappers offense. But you know who was a value? You know who you got at a value in the 2019 class? Danny Danny Dimes. Do, Do you know in 2018 who was the most hated quarterback in that rookie class? Who the who who the the the, the Twitter dynasty sphere said was just erratic? It was never going to be any good, and was a waste of a pick. Do do you know? Happen to know who that young man was? Who was that young man? Was it was it Josh Allen? And that they and we can find receipts. Don't make me pull receipts. They're easy to find. There was plenty of big NFL draft Twitter, dynasty Twitter, Devi Twitter, telling you that the Buffalo Bills should have taken Josh Rosen. How does that look today? Josh Allen, and this is this is no shot at Lamar because he's the clear number two. It goes Josh Allen, space, Lamar Jackson, space, 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 and then some combination of Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. But but he was the guy, and I have it in the Goat League Superflex. I got it the 303 in a rookie draft. Because no one liked him because... Well, and then we'll go one more year. I, I have yet to confirm this, but do you know who I recall? Because most people are new to playing in Dynasty. Do you know who I recall being the QB3 in the class of 2017? Because Deshaun Watson was going one, and then depending on where you got your facts, 
was somewhere between Mitch Trubisky and, wait, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'll give you some, I'll give you a pass with Deshaun Watson because he ended up being pretty damn good. Uh, his massage habits notwithstanding. But but there were people that took Mitch Trubisky ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Lots and of people. Lot, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, can't, I didn't have time to find DLF ADP to go back that far because I was just referencing this tweet. The reason for, for bringing this up in good people and bad tweets is not to say that Jerry and I have all the answers. That's not what we're saying. We learn every year, too. Because if I knew how to nail quarterbacks at a proficient level, I would probably be doing it in the NFL. Here's the thing. The guys that do it in the NFL can't get it fucking right. I mean, we're already question, we're already questioning, did the Bears take the right guy in Justin Fields instead of Mac Jones? Now, this is, this is going to take one, two, three years to play out. But what I want you to remember as the best listeners in the dynasty and fantasy space today, what I want you to do is be very cognizant of, and aware of the big, was this what all these guys have in common, by the way, big, strong, athletic, toolsy quarterbacks. Mac Jones, not so much athletic, but he has tools. Look at Jerry. He's flexing what looks like a bicep. If you're watching live on you, if you're listening on the podcast, go, go look at Jerry. It looks like a bicep, only smaller. So Jerry, Jerry, what do, what what do you think? What do you think about my my uh, my theory that there? Because because here's the thing: if you buy Trevor Lawrence, you and I was trying to trade Jerry Trevor Lawrence literally before we hit record on this, and Jerry's like his value's down. And Jerry's not wrong. From what I acquired him at versus what he's worth today, his value is down. But you know what? Where you acquired Mac Jones versus what you could move him for today, the value has gone up. And this is a Kyle Pitts conversation, too. You have to be very careful at buying at the absolute tippy, tippy, tippy top of the market because you don't leave yourself a lot of room to make profit. Especially when that tippy, tippy top is before he's played a game. But that's, uh, that's a yeah, different conversation for a different day. Listen, Brandy, I, honestly, honestly, if I have grown more so because of any strategy that we have talked about over the three plus years we've been doing this, it is the fact that I have stolen some of your super flex knowledge in taking the quarterback that people hate is because, you know, quarterbacks always have value. And we say it a bazillion, bazillion, quintillion times. But it's not taken for granted, you know, and it should be. There's a reason we say it so much is because it should be taken for granted. Quarterbacks always have value. You could trade Derek Carr for a hell of a profit right now, couldn't you, Randy? I mean, I know he didn't have a great game last week, but up until, you know, up until then he was doing great and he, you could have gotten him for nothing. Those quarterbacks that come out of the rookie class, the pots of gold, that go at 101 and 102 are always going to happen. There's always going to be a quarterback in that spot, and they're always going to go there, and they're always going to have a ton of value. It's the guy that doesn't go there that is going to present you the opportunity to gain value. That has been, like you said, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Danny Dimes and Mac Jones now. It's you just have to exploit it, even if they're not your favorite guy. Like Mac Jones wasn't my favorite guy. Josh Allen wasn't my favorite guy. But the shares I do have them is because if they're they're a quarterback in a super flex league and they fall to that point, you effing take them 
for this opportunity. It's it's just it's an easy way to make profit. I don't I don't know. And, I, and, I, and, I can't and, scream it from a mountain loud enough. And and everyone that they've told us. So with the exception of Kyler Murray, I, I have had my doubts. Um, not after last year, but coming into his rookie year, I had height. I had height doubts. I, I had, um, you know, this guy can't even ride the good rides at, at, at Six Flags. But you know what? He's and you know I love the additions he's made to his game. True. You know, you know he he is adding more stuff to his game. Got to give a tip of the cap to uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Not only is he handsome and have a, has a sweet pad there in the yeah. desert of, of Phoenix, but you know what? They're they're really they're really doing some nice stuff. And so he's the only one in the last five draft classes. The first overall quarterback in 2017 was Mitch Trubisky. He was the worst quarterback of, of his class. Of the of the 2018 class, it was Baker Mayfield. We can argue that he's only the third best quarterback. And maybe Sam Darnold, uh, our own buddy Mike Kenny, I'll put his comment back up in the, on the YouTube stream. Mike Kenny said, I think an Adam Gaseless Darnold is better now. So maybe Baker, who was the 101, is actually the fourth best quarterback in his class. Thank you, Josh Rosen. Danny Dimes, he happened to be in the Kyler class. Kyler's been everything that we thought he would be. So that's not shade on Kyler, as we say, but Danny Dimes has played fantastic. Justin Herbert, third quarterback in his class. I mean, universally. Universally. Yep. Let's all hate on the guy who's six foot six, 240 pounds, laser rocket arm because he didn't go to Alabama, because he didn't have Jalen Waddle and Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy and Devonta Smith to throw to. You know, let's go with the small, three surgeries in college, fragile, unathletic guy. Feels like a strategy we can build on. And uh, then, then Mac Jones. Mac Jones was the fifth quarterback in his class. He was the fifth quarterback taken in Dynasty. So here, the, the larger point of this was just to bring up as a great point of conversation for the show is you're always going to find Dynasty. Sam Darnold. I traded the 110 in two different leagues this year to get Sam Darnold. Now, can I ride the wave forever? Maybe, but uh, I'm probably going to ride it for a while. And then, you know, like any other investment, whether it's Bitcoin or stock, or eventually, you know, you make some profit. And depending on the situation, you cash out a little bit. You know, there'll be leagues where I cash out some Sam Darnold because I literally have him in like 90% of my leagues. I'm a huge fan. Love Sam Darnold. And you know what? There's always going to be reclamation projects like that out there. So, anyway, wanted to use that as a segue uh, just to kind of get the show started. Because we're getting ready to jump into some buys and sells and how to create value. Because finding value is how... is Jerry, would you agree that, that being a good drafter is important when you're doing your startup and rookie drafts? But where you really find exponential growth for your rosters, especially if you're in a rebuilder in the middle, is finding that value and flipping it down the road. Like if you've got Sam Darnold for the 110, when this season's over, are you going to be able to get better than the rookie 110 for Sam Darnold? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it's that's sort of the thing, right, is everybody wants to talk about startups and rookie drafts, but but it's why? Like, why you, you you we just we're not looking for just good players. Obviously, you want good players. Don't get me wrong, but it's exploiting the positives that a person like like Sam Donald has. Like we just did a little we did our Patreon Patreon.com/slash/DynastyWarzone where we go big into Sam Donald and my thoughts on Sam Donald in the future. 
I'm not going to do that. If you want to hear it, you can go on to Patreon. But, you know, if that's somebody that you don't necessarily believe in, you can still profit just by using Sam Darnold right now. So that's, yes, you need to exploit short-term situations for long-term gain, and you need to continuously do it in a multitude of different arenas in, in Dynasty continuously at all times. And yes, Greg is being very nice. I got sort of lucky. I had some good running backs. He left the comment. Yeah, it, well, feels, well, good. it feels good to be him. We're That's getting ready to I'm talk saying. about that running back, but I want to let the people know that this podcast is presented to them by Manscaped.com. Now, I'm going on vacation, just me and the missus. You know, we're going to be hiking. We're going to be out and about, but uh, I want to be ready when the time's ready. You know, I mean, you, you don't want to embarrass yourself. You know, I used the term last week. It was very popular. The last thing you want to do is have that thing looking like a button on a fur coat. It, it, it's just unsightly. It's like, like a flesh-colored button on a fur coat. You go to Manscaped. So, so first of all, this thing is ergonomically designed. It fits very easily in your hand. You do, you do your business, you look good. And here's the thing. When you do your business, you'll want to look good. Because first of all, it's, it's, you're standing there nude. And, and you don't want that to be the point of emphasis. You know, Halloween's coming up, Jerry. Now, you're married, but do you remember the back of the days of Bachelor Halloween? It oh. was the best. Yes, yeah, so we get we get low that. Let me make sure she's not listening. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. You know, you, you you don't want her to go home with like a like my favorite go-to, a little story. Um, I worked in Muncie, Indiana, home of Ball State. I was a bartender. Had some buddies of mine. One was the assistant coach of the Ball State men's baseball team. The other guy was the equipment manager for all the sports teams. Always had him hook me up with a baseball uniform. But the last thing you want them to think is that they're going home with a baseball player. You drop trowel, and they and they end up going home with a werewolf. Can't do it. It, 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 it does not go over well. So go to manscaped.com. You use promo code ZONE. They will ship that thing to you. Whatever you get, they've got the, the trimmer. They've got you know lotions and all kinds of stuff to keep your stuff. Uh, by the way, um, the underwear they, they, they have, top shelf. Hey, and listen, I'm actually – I so I'm wearing them right now, and they are very top shelf. I'm not going to show you guys, but – Well, uh, I mean, it's, it's YouTube. It's not Pornhub. You can't, you can't physically show them your trousers, but – Head over to manscaped.com. I mean, if you care this much about your damn dynasty teams, obviously you should care that much about your goods. So just handle it. Go to Manscaped. That's what I'll say about it. Use promo code zone. Save 20%. One-fifth. If I could get you a deal on Trevor Lawrence to save 20%, you you go running like a scalded dog. Run to Manscaped. Use promo code zone. Save twenty percent. Make your ba- your man bits look good, or ladies. You know it, it does not have like a man or a woman feature. It just has the name Manscaped. Get ready, Halloween, sexy Halloween time. You, you, you can't beat it. So, all right, Jerry, that was our good friends at Manscaped. I do want to hit you with two little nuggets of news before we get into uh, some buys and sells and some how to. Okay, Josh Josh Gordon, thirty years old. Uh, he, he's he's a low mileage. What, what what were your thoughts when you saw the return? By the way, he was activated today to the 53. I, I bet he was. And someone will start him and he won't do a damn thing. Listen, if he's free and you can pick him up, sure. But I don't give a rat's ass about Josh Gordon. We've done this podcast 
74 times over our time together, Randy. And even before we did these podcasts, even before 90% of our listener base played Dynasty, people had this conversation about Josh Gordon. He keeps coming back. It keeps not mattering. If he's free and you have a spot, I guess keep him. But I don't really care. I, I, I just I can't imagine a situation where I'm going to be excited to have Josh Gordon in my lineup. Now, if I can get anything for him, too, if I pick him up for free and I can get something for him, if I can get a third, that's the easiest deal I'll ever make in my life. You know, here's the thing. If, if like I have him on a couple of rosters. Just, I mean, thirty. Did you just rock. pick him up, or you've been holding? No, him? no, you've a couple been, of okay. them. He was, he was just, he was just sitting there collecting dust. Okay. You know, um, part of that has to do with having so many rosters, but yeah. it's just, you know, I think I had like three out of seventeen rosters had a Josh Gordon on there. Here's the thing, I have, I have nothing because I'm not going to sell now. He still plays with Patrick Mahomes, arguably, and this is no shot at Tom Brady, arguably the best quarterback he's ever played with. Not a shot at Russell Wilson. But you know what? With so many teams trying this double team, which it didn't work for the Eagles, but every every team no. trying this double team. Uh, so, so the the thought concept out there in in defensive football coaching, when you play the the Chiefs, is you put your best coverage guy, whether that be a corner or whomever, on Kelsey, let them play him one on one, and then double Tyreek Hill. So maybe. Maybe Josh Gordon has a game. You know, Sammy Watkins, in fairness, had a couple of games. And I'm not willing to say that Josh Gordon can't have a Sammy Watkins-esque game, but I know this. He's better than Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson and every other joker on, on, on that roster. So for him to have a game on a given week, then I'm looking to sell. You know, if, if he has one game and they're not falling for the old banana in the tailpipe, then you wait till he has the second game. They'll come around. People love a good reclamation story. People love redemption in America. So, so for me, um, if you got him, if you picked him up for a few bucks a fab, cool. Am I recommending you play him? Absolutely not. But monitor the situation. There's always, always feels like that, that you're presented one shot. And you got to know when to, to calculate it, pull the risk. I do want to get to your boy David Montgomery. Monte. Monty is uh, going to be out four to five weeks. I've heard you're not going to see him until after their, I think it's a week 11 bye, which is either right before or right after the Thanksgiving Day game, where they're going to play your Detroit Lions. Do you think we're going to see Monty before or after Thanksgiving? Uh, it's going to be after. So when is that bye week? I just looked at it, too. I think it's week 10. So, it is week 10. And then, yeah. the, then the Thanksgiving game's week 12. That yeah. is correct. Check out the so, big brain on Jerry. Yeah, you're not seeing him until after that. So, that's I mean, why? Horrible. Why? You're getting ready to get why? Tariq Cohen back from the pup. This is week five. Tariq and Cohen. You have Damian Williams, who, you know, I mean, he's not like this great, sexy running back, but he's productive enough. He looked pretty good, albeit against the Detroit Lions. Like, I just, I don't see why you rush it, especially if you actually believe, if you're the Chicago Bears and you believe in David Montgomery. I don't, I don't see why you would do that. Because it, it looked serious. It looked he was in a lot of pain. It looked like he was yeah, going to be out for a while. There was thought that it was going to be an ACL. Yeah. So the the move that that I think you should do is if maybe during rookie season you've got a uh, uh, is it, it's a Khalil Herbert. That's a person, not a thing, by the way. Um, Khalil Herbert 
is uh, is like the third string running back there. And if you have him in Dynasty, because Damian Williams is kind of nicked up too. Now, I think he'll play. but I, And I know Damian Williams is going to be the big waiver wire ad. But kind of like we're talking about Josh Gordon. You have been given another window to offload Damian Williams for something. You never know. Because no matter how good Damian Williams plays, no matter how good Khalil Herbert plays, when David Montgomery is back, David Montgomery is the back, as in the running back in Chicago. This is not like, uh, hey, if he plays real well, maybe maybe uh, Damian Harris could supplant him or create a 50-50 role. Same with Khalil Herbert. That's not going to happen. David Montgomery has been balling. Now, this is a concern. Last year, it was like a hamstring type thing. So this is, but it is the running back position, and not everyone's Derrick Henry. I don't know what he eats, but the guy is like a super freak. He literally gets 30 carries a game. I don't think he's ever even been on the questionable list. But for me, I'm using this as an opportunity to get out from under. You know, maybe if you drafted Herbert in the third or fourth round, can you get a second or a third for him? Profit. Just just put it in your pocket. Can can you make it the the sweetener to get a trade done? I'm doing that. But speaking no matter. of that, actually, um, please. I actually, someone sent me a third for him, and I tried to offer a third with Damien to get a second, and he said no. But I forgot that I never accepted the third. So thank you for reminding me. I'm gonna go accept that right now. That's a, see, that's why you're a smart. I, I, you're I a mean, smart I mean, man. the Randy have, man can, as they say. Ask all the questions. Ask all the questions. Ask all the what ifs. What if the next five weeks go perfect? What if, you know, this happens? What if that happens? And then ask yourself, is there a scenario where Damien, I'm excuse me, uh, Deontay, I'm throwing all the wrong D's out there, mm-hmm. where, uh, where, Jerry, where Jerry's boy David Montgomery loses his job? And the answer is no. He plays too damn good. So go get rid of these scrubs and get some picks and, uh, uh, we, we have a question from G. We're going to take this before we get to our buy and sell. G wants to know, what's the worth of Chubby Hubbard, Chuba, maybe autocorrect, I don't know, uh, two weeks now and looks damn good. Plenty of nervous CMC owners. Um, for me, I would rather just keep him. He is going to be uh, like a like a flex type. We mentioned earlier, if you were listening to the Patreon podcast, which you're not because you're not yet a Patreon, but if you want to be, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and hear our thoughts on Kenneth Gainwell. But guys like Kenneth Gainwell, guys like Tony, guys like Tony Pollard and guys like Chuba Hubbard are worth rostering. I think you're going to see a lot of, of, of what we're seeing in Dallas across the league with these superstars. I think you're going to see teams, GMs, head coaches look around and say, hey, you know what, we have a lot of money invested in this dude. And can can we be just as efficient as an offense if maybe, like Zeke's getting about two-third the, two-thirds of the work right now. And and Tony Pollard has been serviceable as like an RB3 flex type. And I think that's the same thing I would be doing with Chuba. So no, Chuba's a little bit different because he is talented enough to carve out a role. And I think the running back, because of the contract they gave him that will carve out that role in Chicago, is a uh, is Tyreek uh, Tariq Cohen getting ready to come back? So um, there you go. We threw in a little bonus something for our man G because he's our man down under, and we love him. But Jerry, it was two shameless plugs. But if you have uh, more questions about the patron, um, you can DM me at Dynasty Warzone uh, or at DWZ Memphis, 
and we can get you hooked up with all the goodness over there. It's a simple, it's a it's a simple. Uh, all you gotta do is go to the show notes. Any of our sponsors, Hate Brand Goods, Manscaped, Patreon, anything anybody that supports us. If you want to support us in that way, hit pause on this podcast. Just go into the show notes. That's you know in the podcast description. Hyperlinks on hyperlinks on hyperlinks. Again, you heard the commercial when the podcast started. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We also now have annual memberships. You can save 16% if you want to be a patron for a year by signing up for an annual membership. Jerry, that didn't say anal membership. It's a different membership. Different membership, Jerry. Different. Different. But, this, isn't uh, that's, only that, fan, this isn't the only fan stream. My bad. Sorry. No, Mixed no, it no, up. no. Mix the days up. You know, um, d- different stream. But we're going to get into some buys and sells. And we're going to, you want to go buys or sells first? Uh, you know, I said it on the Patreon. I'll say it again. Buys are more fun. Let's do those. Fire away, Captain. Give us your first guy. The first guy you're looking to buy. Go. Uh, and go. Let's go Debo. Debo, so, really? Okay, okay, I can get behind Debo. It's he's not a dude that I don't think I have any shares of, so that's probably why I say he's a buy. Because if I want him, I'm going to have to go buying for him. So the question is, is what am I going to buy him for? And it's going to have to be a lot, but I think it might actually be worth it, Randy. This dude is getting targeted just a stupendous amount of times. 12 targets, 8 targets, 10 targets, 12 targets in the first four games. Even with Trey Lance, he was getting targeted. Lots of catches. He's finding the end zone. Brandon Ayuk's been upsy downsy. We talked about George Kittle on the Patreon. Yet another plug for that episode. You know, I, I'm worried a little bit about George Kittle. He's been inconsistent. Sort of Debo's been the guy that stepped up there. I think I am buying Debo to be an every week starter, fundamental, foundational dynasty piece. And I, I that is not where I was coming into the season, even close. What are you paying? Because I think you could still probably get him for a second. I don't think that's true. You don't think so? No, you, he's you, been too productive. Like, if I'm in a good situation, I would definitely give a first. I would definitely flip other players and plus a second. Um, Like, I think I would pay. Now, I'm not, you know, I don't like to overreact to rookie classes until I know draft capital, combine stuff, all the metrics. So I'm not going to go super crazy and act like I know everything about this coming up rookie class. Um, Like, if if I'm a slight contender. Like, I'm not going to say I'm 4-0 right now, but if I'm 2-2 two and two and I've scored a lot of points, I think I would move my first for Debo. Because I think he's going to put me in a good situation. He's just getting tons of reception, so he has a great foundation. And that's just something that I love to see. And I don't think it's going to change with Trey Lance. Well, I will say this. I do believe the way that he plays the game and the way that Kyle Shanahan has been deploying Debo makes more sense for how but I think you, Trey Lance plays the game. You have worry in your voice. Tell, talk to me about the worry. Well, I also believe, you know, again, from the Patreon show, that, that we were talking about this, and I, I will share the, the, some of the stats because I had a George Kittle take there. Yeah. And, and for me, it's like you look at the target distribution on this team through four weeks. And now Jerry knows the answer, but Jerry, I need you to pretend like you don't know the answer. Of course. So Debo Samuel leads the 49ers in targets through four games with 42. 
Yeah. Crazy to think Debo's averaging 10 targets a game, but he is. And don't yeah. forget his rush attempts and all the other funky ways they use him. George Kittle is second with 29. Who is currently third on the San Francisco 49ers in targets and how many? You will have to enlighten me, friend. It's got to be someone great, right? I mean, I was always kind of a Muhammad Sanu guy. <laughs> no, you thir- thir- Ma- Ma- Muhammad <laughs> Sanu is currently third on the 49ers with 13 targets. So that's why, I, I mean... It's only been four games. I, I get, again, I just think about that Debo and that yak monster. And it's one of those things where how many times is, is Trey Lance going to get the formation going one way, turn around, throw across his body to, you know, Debo five yards off the line of scrimmage. And then, you know, Debo pinballs his way down the, down the side of the, the field for 76 yards. Or they just don't even cover him, which is completely rad and completely kind of him. And uh, so, so for me... Uh, I don't mind that. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm paying, I'm doing the Memphis. This is a classic Memphis offer for a player in this price range. I'm going to offer not one second, but two seconds. I'm going to give you my 2023 because I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell that other GM. I'm going to sell them on Debo's injury history. I'm going to sell them on the fact that I'm taking the gamble that Brandon Ayuk does not reestablish his dominance. And that's going to help me. Uh, sleep a lot better at night if if things change and the target distribution goes to Kittle with Trey Lance because you're buying some of that mystery in there and that's yeah. why I would I would rather offer two seconds than my first, which is fair. Like I, when I say a player, I'm thinking like Juju or something, like someone that's Ju- like Juju and a, Juju's a, also a worth struggling. a second. So, so Juju yeah, and a second. Yeah. I mean a, anything worth a second. I don't know if you could do that because Juju is just straight cancer. It, that's it, not fair. Narr- na- well, narrative, n- narratively. Narrative, yes, he's 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 word? bad. Okay, yeah, he's he's untouchable. So he's not my I mean, buy. I don't know if you could actually pull that off, but he's not my buy. But I don't I don't mind if you're going to acquire Juju right now, especially if you can get him like for a late Is it for second. this season though. Because no, I, no, I, no, 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 I, I, I would buy I would buy Juju, but it's a long term play for next year, assuming he goes elsewhere and doesn't have the corpse event. You're gonna that, you're, we talked about it. Before you're gonna mothball him. Ben, you're, yeah, Ben. You're gonna, mo- you're gonna, you're gonna, mo- you're gonna mothball him. Yeah. You're gonna pack him away in mothballs, and you're gonna wait until he Don't signs. Don't get tricked it. and start him when, one, s- one of the s- weeks. You know, you Just may have to. Out. You know, well, yeah, I, I'm not, but you can. <laughs> when I said I wasn't starting Juju the rest of the year, I got what the kids like to call heat. I got heat for saying that Juju was doo doo, but this is not a Juju take. Let Juju me hit you with. Let me hit you with my guy. My guy that I'm looking to buy right now because this is Dynasty. There's a lot of new redraft gamers that have joined us from the ranks of redraft. And they might be panicking after a couple of weeks and looking to move C.D. Lamb. And if I can acquire C.D. Lamb right now, I am in. Jerry, I have notes, copious notes, by the way. I have copious notes on on this subject. So I'm buying the target dip. CD has went from 15 targets to nine to three to five. And, you know, uh, he's played three of the top five passing defenses the last three weeks. So believe it or not, those are pretty good passing defenses. And, and they were playing from ahead. You know, the, the, believe it or not, Philly, pretty tough passing defense, as is Carolina and the Chargers. You know, and then we were talking about this because um, you were talking to Mari on the pod on the Patreon as well. 
You know, Dallas currently, as we sit right now, is $16 million over, over the 2022 cap. They save $18 million just by cutting Amari Cooper or trading him. I think that's much more likely. They invested a first in him. I believe it was three, technically it'll be three seasons in like October because he came in midway through, I guess, technically two calendar years ago. But anyway, right before they paid him. So, so for me, I'm looking to get out of out of uh, the Amari Cooper business. And, and what would I give up? You know, do, do you think you could move Devonta Smith in a first for him? Is, is Smith played well enough? I mean, maybe. I, mean, I, I don't think it's absurd. Let me hit you with the uh, the hard one. Long term dynasty: Jamar Chase or C.D. Lamb? I think those are the same guy, honestly. Is that so that meme from I, the is that that meme from the office where it has the one shit going? These are the exact same thing. Yes, yeah. I, I think like sort of Justin Jefferson, D.K. Metcalf, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb are just all the same guy. What, like, what you're, about you're D? So, so you wouldn't trade DK straight up for CD? Uh, I probably would in a lot of cases because I like him a little better. But I mean, it, I don't think it really matters in truth. Let's say hypothetically you're in the middle, and we're going to talk about this when we get to the what to do based on. I how always you run. want those players. W- no would, you, the w- would you move Devonte Adams for CD Lamb right now if you if Hell you yeah. weren't if you weren't contending? If I'm two, if I'm two and two. But I have, I don't know, the seventh most points. Like I'm, you know, the, there's a couple four and O teams, and even the other two and two teams have scored 50, 60 more points than you. Hell yeah, absolutely. But okay. I, but you know you know I'm the type of guy that's not gonna try and band aid my way to get into the playoffs and hopefully get lucky. Like I'm trying to rub your nose in the dirt. I either want to be first or I'm last. I am Ricky Bobby when we play this game. So I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. All right. Well, then give give me your sell. So you, you've given us a buy. Let's talk sell. Uh, I'm going to do – how many sells do you want to do? Let me ask that question. Oh, well, I gotta it's re- just one. It's, it's, it's one of each. We save all okay. the others for the Patreon because we only got so much time, Jerry. Okay. Well, I'm going to do an easy one then. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say his name. It's Cordero Patterson. Get that man off your team. That was say my one. name. Say my name. Oh, sorry. He's thirty years old. He's he's blowing up, and he shouldn't be. That's that one. Uh, mine is Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Oh, is hold just... on. Can I can I call a, can I call, can I call a timeout? Yeah, go can, ahead. Because if we're not going to elaborate on my on on Cordarrelle Patterson, can I can I just have like a couple yeah, of minutes? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Can I have a couple minutes of your time. Absolutely. Love every minute you give me. Jerry, you ever been walking down the street, walking like maybe with Mrs. Jerry or going, maybe you're at the mall. Maybe you went for like dinner and you're going to walk it off. Because it's always good, by the way, a little health tip. Um, Good to walk for 10 minutes after you eat. Helps the digestive process. So you're walking through the mall and and you look down and you find two $100 bills just laying there on the ground. You, you, You ever had anything like that happen to you? I have. I have. Continue. What do we got? Okay, so, Where are we going? So, so that's Corderell Patterson. Uh, unless you drafted him, like, what would have been like nine years ago? Unless, <laughs> unless your dynasty league is nine years old and you invested a first because Matthew Barry told you he was going to be like the number one scorer yes, in his yeah. sophomore season. And that's kind of a low-key shot at Matthew Barry, but it's also a joke, too. It's, I mean, it's, he it's, did it's, have second-round startup value going into his second year. Sure he did. 
just but, for but, those who were not around back then. But, but those of you that those of you that got this man's for like the thirtieth overall pick or the twenty fifth overall pick in your startup, if you got him two weeks ago because you spent like seventeen dollars of fab money, you are playing the role of Jerry with his lovely wife walking through the mall, and you just found two $100 bills just laying on the ground. You walked in not expecting to get anything. As a matter of fact, there was a carrying cost to this trip. And you looked down, and not only did you pay for this dinner, but you're now money ahead. That is Corderell Patterson. If you're not a contender, if you don't need him, get him off your lineup. He is getting so much buzz with guys like the ESPN show, like the fantasy footballers, there's got to be a GM in your league that would be happy to take this man and the points he's putting up. He just scored, what, like 30-some-odd points? Yeah, it's stupid. You're never going to get a better sell window, ever, because this is Dynasty. This is 2021. Everything that you just saw is going to live on in perpetuity for the rest of your life. Unless it's some random guy that, looking back in 10 years, is going to be in the miscellaneous P section of one-hit wonders of fantasy players, that's Corderell Patterson, pick up the $200, pay for dinner, you know, come out money ahead, and get this man the hell off your roster. Jerry, I'm sorry, tell me about Miles Sanders. Nope. That's, I mean, it was good. That's why I wanted to ask, because... That that one's obvious for me. Mine's Miles Sanders, and it sucks, man, because I was really in on Miles. You know, I always like the guy that's not popular, that running back that just nobody seems to draft where he probably should be, and then he exceeds it. It was David Montgomery last year. I really thought it was going to be Miles Sanders this year. And, Randy, they don't give that man the ball. Ever. Can, can I ask like a question a real quick before, before you – so this is the second. So so I would be less concerned if he had always played for for Nick Sirianni, right? And they had always used him this way. It's like they're just kind of like Adam Gase with Sam Darnold. They're just not maximizing the talent. But this is the second coaching staff, whether it was Doug Peterson and Frank. No, Frank Reich was already gone. But Doug Peterson and his staff, when they were there and drafted him as high as they did, to then not use him the way that we as dynasty gamers would want, to then see Nick Sirianni come in with a different offensive coordinator in Shane Steichen and a different quarterback in Jalen Hurts and continue not to not to use him in a way that as dynasty GMs we would like, that has to add to your concern, right? Because I just I thought mean, of that. thought I'd throw it in. It, it's a pattern. It is a pattern. And, it, and the problem is it's not getting better. Like week one, he got plenty of touches. I mean, he didn't do great, but he got, I think he got like 100 yards. He had a couple catches. It was, okay, Jerry, good job, buddy. You know, I think you might have called another David Montgomery. And then it, I just didn't. This past week, he had seven rushes. What did he get the week before that? Two. He had two more than you, though. Yeah, he got two more than me, which is great. Except for nobody starting me. Nobody, nobody paid fourth round draft capital for me. Oh my god, that would have been the dumbest damn pick you ever did. Uh, that that we're talking move about was dinner terrible. at the mall. I actually had four, four conies, so I had to walk it off. Otherwise, I was going to throw it up on the tile floor. Listen, Miles Sanders has been so disappointing, and I think he's a great talent. I think he's good. He's explosive. He can pass catch. I think he can run. He's in a shit situation, and they're not giving him the ball. 
you're right. The the two different coaching staffs not giving him carries, it has to I mean, it's something else just to add to the fact that he's not getting it. Maybe there's a reason that I just don't know. But every time I've seen the dude, I thought he was pretty good. They just don't give him the damn ball. And we play a game where touches are the foundation of how you score, of how you determine who you should put on your team. And he played an NFL game from start to finish, and he got two carries. Two. How Amir many, Abdullah how, probably has a game where he had two carries this season. Oh, it, I don't I, even know if Amir I, Abdullah I, is still in the league. He but. is. He is on. He's okay. he's a, he's the new man on the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm gonna hit you a little pop. So so let's let's talk about this 2019 class of running backs. You had Josh Jacobs, your boy Miles Sanders. So Jacobs went 24 overall. Sanders 53. Daryl Henderson 70, Monty 73, Devin Singletary 74, Damian Harris 87, Alexander Madison 100, and then there was there was some Bryce Love, Justin Hill, Tony Pollard. I mean, it's let me just hit you with a couple dynasty going forward: Damian Harris or Miles Sanders. I mean, I still like Miles Sanders because I gotta hope he gets the hell out of there. I, That's his I, only hope, and, and I think yeah. out, of, out of everybody we let, we we mentioned, I think Damian David, Harris has sort of sucked too. I mean, he's gotten more opportunities, but he's not been great. And that's another guy that I sort of thought was going to be a good value. So that pisses me off too. Now mm. you're just adding to my fury. Right? Why I, do you do this? So Jerry's like, "Why would you do this to me? <laughs> I've got I've got you all amped up." So I, I mean, I got to admit, I mean, this this 2019, you know, we always talk about the 2017 running back class as the all-timer yeah. with Kamara and McCaffrey and, and Hunt and that Mixon, Cook, that whole crew. Even, uh, like, I think Naheem Hines was in that group as well, as well as Marlon Mack. I mean, that was a sweet, sweet running back class. Could, could this class be equally as gross? <laughs> I mean, it's close. It's close, and it sucks. It sucks because David Montgomery was the guy that everybody liked to hate on, and then he's the only one that's actually sort of been consistent. Well, the heat, the heat with David Montgomery came from that that really bad graphic on ESPN with like yeah. the the, 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 Bell the, the and power, the, the power, and the Messiah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my. Well, well, my guy is gonna probably uh, you know uh, concern some people, but. Uh, I'm going Nick that. Chubb. I'm going Nick Chubb. Oh. Kurt, Kurt, well, here's the thing. If he doesn't well, you've fall, always he, sort of not been a Nick Chubb guy. I, I, I like the thought of Nick Chubb. But what I don't love about Nick Chubb is, let me read you his targets today, okay? Two, one, zero, oh, one. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, now, that's always now, been, been the to thing. To his credit, for sure. that sneaky son of a bitch has a 100% catch rate. Because he, <laughs> he got thrown to, caught to. Thrown one, caught one. Thrown none, can't catch them if they don't throw them. And thrown one, caught one. But that's the problem. I look at the last two weeks and 20 And they, 20, should, they shouldn't throw it to them, if you want me to be honest. Yeah, 22, 22 rushes. 22 rushes, which is great. That's volume. That's the volume. 84 yards. Okay, 8.4 points from a guy you're expecting to be your RB1. Okay, th- there, was no, there was no cheap... No cheap checkdown targets. No two or three checkdowns to save the day. You know, last week against the Vikings, 21. 21 targets. And he did have the one catch, 11, 11 points. Is that what you're looking for? I mean, literally, if this no, man... It's like, it's like Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry turned into a Sherman tank. 
the 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 prob the problem is is that Kareem Hunt, his teammate, is is not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, and he has just as many touchdowns on the ground as Nick Chubb. They both have three rushing touchdowns, but but here you go. Uh, he has got 15 targets and he's caught 12. So he's basically anchoring his play every week on average with three catches for 40 yards on the season. That's seven points. I mean, on top of his his rushing total, that's around 55, 60 yards a game. This is no bueno, and this is how Cleveland wants to play the game. You're looking for that similar week one where he had like 90 yards and, and two TDs to get over 20 points, and you're looking to get out. I mean, I, I like to be able to give some value. So for me, for me, um, I'm I'm looking for like a young guy I like in a first. You know, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Chubb? It just, it's a, what do you mean a young guy? Because you're uh, not getting. I mean, you're you're asking a lot if you think you're going to get like Swift in a first. No, no, like no. I, 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 you're not getting. You're up. not getting. You're not getting Swift straight up. You don't think so? I think there's a lot of people that would do that. Uh, well, I, I, I know you're not a Nick Chubb guy, and you're a big Swift guy, I'm, but I but think a lot I'm of people. Not, I'm not drunk. That. Could I get <laughs> I, Could I get Austin Eckler in the first? I don't know. Eckler's maybe. been good. I mean, what Clyde about Edwards Hilaire, maybe even though he's Cl- been a little I'll bit take, more productive I'll take, lately. I'll take oh, Clyde I'll Edwards. Take in a fucking heartbeat. I agree. I'll, I'll it, it, better overall point producing offense. Better quarterback. Fuck! They just added Josh Gordon. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I hate you so I mean, much. I know. I, I uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Joe Mixon. What about Antonio Gibson, a guy that's not exactly set the world on fire? Antonio Gibson in a first. Here's the thing: Antonio Gibson at averaging thirteen point five points a game. Nick Chubb averaging fourteen point seven. I will gladly give you that how one far, point. How far to, down you going? Are you going to Chase Edmonds? I most certainly am not going. Uh, I okay. would, I would have a tough time uh, at night not taking James Robinson, and, and okay. not taking James Robinson's coming off back to back twenty point games. Yeah, you know it's hard to not see him being the focal point, and it, it's 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 bad out there in those Nick Chubb streets. It's, so you're, I, you're, I, I I can hear you. I you're, you're, you. you're going to lean. You're going to lean on a, re, a resource that is the Dynasty Trade Calculator because they still love him. And that's okay. I don't. I'm looking to get out from under. And by the way, Jerry, before before we give into a little advice for the contender, the rebuilder, and the uh, the stuck in the middle with you, our own Steve Gambino, he wants us to know that on 926, one Amir Abdullah had five carries. On 927, Sanders had two. That's more so than literally a double. Literally in the same exact week, week. Amir Abdullah had. Two and a half times as many carries. In the same yeah, week? Yeah. Criminal. No, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Like, I would love to see Miles Sanders traded to traded to the Dolphins. That would be awesome. Because Miles, Miles Gaskin's not doing it. Can't wait till Deshaun Watson gets there. Anywho, let's, let's move this thing along. Let's get this thing ready to go in for a landing. Jerry, if you're contending right now, what are you doing? What do you, what do you, is there players you're looking for? What are you trying to do as you're uh, as you're contending? Let's say you're you're already a contender. Maybe you're two and two, had some bad, you know, played some tough matchup luck, or you're one, you're three and one, or four and zero. Oh. You know, what are you doing? What players you're looking at? Anything that comes to mind? I am trying to 
find good value for cheap as best I can. And I think Michael Thomas is sort of the best example of that. We just talked about acquiring Michael Thomas, but especially if you're a contender, <laughs> I mean, he's in a situation that's great. He's an older guy. Plus he's hurt. He's going to be hurt for more time. So he's, he's not real, not easy to acquire, but much easier than his value will be once he is back. So he is definitely somebody that I'm trying to get myself over the top like that. Also, I'm not going to consolidate my roster quite yet. You know, I'm not going to try and move one running back plus like Daryl Henderson to get an elite running back quite yet because injuries can happen and we still have bye weeks. But before the trade deadline ends, I am going to try and do that and I'm going to sell out. I'm going to try and win that mother so bad. What about you, Randy? You, I know you got some four and O teams. Let's let's you know, talk about I, championships a little bit. I'm looking. I'm looking at guys like Daryl Henderson. I'm I'm looking at guys like Chris Carson. Can I pull a Memphis? Can I pull a sneaky and get him for two seconds? You know, Chris Carson always again fishbowl fishbowl mentality. That's how I think. I live in a fishbowl, and Chris Carson before the four point stinker. You know, it was twelve point seven, fifteen point one, sixteen point two. We only we only remember the most recent and the Niners are pretty good defense last I checked, especially in the front seven. Secondary this year has been a little suspect, but that's okay. Daryl Henderson, he missed the one game with the ribs. 15.7, 17.2, Very solid. Now when you get a guy like 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 Daryl Henderson, you know that there's gonna be incoming potential. What I'm not doing is I'm not falling and going to go buy the the crusty, dusty ass James Conner. Um, I'm not going to go, you know, try to, you know, you know, like another guy I like is Zach Moss. Again, 15, 18, 12 points, three games in a row. That's a nice little RB2, you know, borderline RB3, safe, solid, dependable, good offense. Those are the guys. The guys that I, I'll tell you, a dirt cheap guy you can get because we all hate him because we all love. We all love Mike Date. We all love Cordero Patterson's Mike Davis. He's only gotten 10, 13, 11, and 10. He's the guy you could probably get for a third right now if you're a contender. If you just lost Monty, that's the door I'm knocking on. Now, is he going to give you Monty production? No. But is he going to be able to help stem the, stem the tide until you get Monty back? Yeah, those are the kind of guys. But I'm not going out and acquiring the, the Saquon Barkleys, the... The Nick Chubbs. I mean, I'm I'm dumping Nick Chubb. Aaron Jones is another guy I like, um, but you're not going to go out and pay premium dollar yet, because the way my life works, the minute I acquire that guy, he gets hurt two weeks later. I'm gonna yeah. I'm I'm gonna go big name scalping. I'm gonna go Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey. I'm gonna make that big move week 14, week 15, depends on when your playoff starts, right around that time as a contender. Now, what about as a rebuilder? Like you're, 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 this is right in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. What if you're, what if you're going full Jerry Sinclair, and you've been productive, struggling? Now I, I always say this. I don't want to make it sound like Jerry is the worst fantasy gamer and dynasty <laughs> gamer. He's actually not. I just love busting this man's balls. Merciless. No, well, I have, I have certain teams that I do. You know, I, I am exploding them. Um. So the it, this is sort of a tough the tough spot now Um, because you just have to keep riding it out. You have to keep sucking. You've probably gotten lucky because you probably have some version of like Mike Williams on your team. So you've actually done pretty good at some point, but 
injured players. Jerry Judy, he sort of cast off a little bit, still young. He's still going to be expensive. Um, definitely somebody, if you have productive pieces on your team, I'm going to go try and trade for J.K. Dobbins. Probably, I'm personally not a Cam Makers guy, so I'm not going to do that with my team. But if a human being wants to acquire him, I think now is the time because people have sort of less thought about the injury. He's not as hyped up and he still has a very long time to be out. And that's sort of the same for J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers. Try and acquire them if you have extra first. Never under any circumstance trade your first round pick if you're tanking, though. And when I say tanking, I don't mean I mean you're rebuilding. You're you're doing the Jerry punt, not you're not starting your best player, because if you're not doing that, you're a dipshit and you're an asshole and you should get kicked out of a league. So don't do that. Um, I, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal your own advice and and, and mix it in with some of mine. Okay, go ahead. I, I am looking to move all the guys that we were just talking about. Every productive, you know, crumb bum on every Mike Davis. I'm looking to move. I am proactively going to Mike Davis um, to the, the the CMC guy. If they don't don't have Chuba, I'm going to the the David Montgomery GM. And being like, hey, just give me a third. He's averaging 10 points a game. It's just a third. I, I am cashing out. Remember, Shane Hallam told us this is going to be the largest draft class in recent memory. And it's going to be a very deep class. Those thirds and fourths are going to be worth more than ever. And I am looking to unload all these guys. I'm also looking to get the hurt guys. I do I do like that a lot. Hey, can I give you a second and Corderell Patterson for J.K. Dobbins? Sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. Times. That's true. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it sounds stupid, but you'll be the crazy shit people do to contend and win will be baffling. I, there is a reason I have an ungodly amount of Dak Prescott shares across all of my teams is because I did exactly that last year. I think another guy that um, – or, or another uh, strategy to talk about is if you're rebuilding is check the other teams that have lost players. If it, you know, and try to acquire their young pieces and replace them with any extra first that you have. Now, it's not a guarantee that you have extra first if you're struggling. Um, I just it's sort of my dynasty startup strategy if I'm going to do the Jerry punt to have extra first. I'm always trading those away for, you know, I'm trying to acquire AJ Brown who's hurt, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf if they have bad teams. But they also have those players, and you have multiple firsts. Flip the lottery picks, right? Like you want to have first round picks because they gain value, and you can get good players and everything else. But if you can guarantee a good player, get that because there's not a guarantee that the pick is actually going to be good. There's a lot of Royce Freemans and Hakeem Butlers, and you name it. We we've missed on lots and lots of people. So try and consolidate. Get those. Acquire long term assets that generally don't get hurt tight ends wide receivers pick on good teams and try and give them your aging productive players if you have a Devonte adams on your team or you have you know someone like if you have a nick chubb but then the rest of your team is poop try and try and get them try and get the picks but also if they're a bad team and they don't have tons of picks they've just drafted a piss poor team and don't have vision and now they have a bad team exploit their good young players and give them the opportunity to make more picks so that maybe they can turn it around for themselves. Randall, what else you got, buddy? I, I want to tack on to that. Like, so these same guys are talking about moving like James Connor, go find someone who's a sucker and, and as, as a soft spot for James Connor, Mike Davis, and go out and try to get some of the underperforming rookies. 
You know, try to go out and get a Terrace Marshall. Try to go out and get an Amon Ross St. Brown. Go try to, you know, get a Michael Carter. You know, move these productive 30-year-old Corderell Patterson types and, and, and walk away with a, an Elijah Moore. I don't know that you can get that done. Maybe you have to add a touch, a touch. But, I mean, that's what I'm doing. So so I, I have one piece of advice for the person who's stuck in the middle. You're two and two. You're not quite sure. Uh, I'm going to quote my father on this one, and he would have told you to shit or get off the pot. Make a move. You, you got you got to do something. Decide. Today is the day. You know what? I'll even give you through this weekend. But it's it's Declaration Sunday. We're either going to put our best lineup out there, or it's time to uh, to call in the, the the dogs and start making some moves to get ready for. It doesn't mean you have to completely tear it down to the studs. No. It, but right. it means that it's time to start moving some of these midland guys. And get some value. And Jerry, after you answer, we're going to answer a live trade question from the Patreon uh, because he's in the group chat talking to us live on YouTube. So we're going to do that as a little bit of bonus after Jerry tells us what he's doing when he's stuck in the middle. I agree. I I think I think you're 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 on point there. If you're stuck in that spot, I'm still waiting. Like I know that's not something that Jerry normally says because I'm a Hold. either I'm either a first or a last kind of guy, but I think you do need to see uh, another week or two, and you definitely need to make moves. Whether it's blowing that mother up or you're going to go for it, you need to make that choice based on your situation. There's not a single strategy I could tell you or any other human being that plays this game on what's the best. You need to look at the team and you need to understand what your situation is and what the best route is. And like Ving Rames, as Marcellus Wallace says, don't let pride fuck with you. Like if it's time, if it's time to send that, that team off into the sunset and rebuild it, so be it. But if you think you have, you know, you have good quarterbacks and you have a good foundation and you can get your team over the top, then hell yeah, do it. But I'm not overreacting quite yet. If you're a two and two team, because sometimes stuff can happen. Like I have a great team that's two and two because I lost the first two weeks. It just pisses you off. Like, it, or or you lost a game by a point or something. So don't do anything crazy in those sort of situations quite yet for me. But Randy, let's talk about a trade, my friend. Well, but but before before we do, I want to make sure that because again, I I love picking on Jerry. He's he's like the little brother I never wanted. But a uh, Steve Gambino in the in the YouTube chat said I traded Carson. I think he means Chris Carson, Chris not Carson. like Car. I hope he means. I mean, either way, not Carson, I, tra- I, tra- I traded Carson because I'm assuming he means Chris because we were recently talking about him for Rashad Bateman. I'm rebuilding this team. Thanks, Jerry. Check out the big brain on Jerry. All right. So anyway, this uh, th- th- this man. Uh, Mr. Lions Pride watching on YouTube as well. And see, this is part of the thing about being a YouTube subscriber. You never know when you're watching live and Jerry and I may answer your question because you know what? We can. Rebuilding dot 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 traded a 2022 first for Diggs and I feel great about it. A late first. Jerry, what do you think? A late first or Stefan Diggs even on a rebuild? It's, it, it's an easy choice. It, like, Stefan Diggs is not somebody, like, if you're doing the Jerry Punt scenario, Stefan Diggs is not one of the guys that I'm targeting in a startup. But trading a late first to get somebody that's an elite producing 
a wide receiver is one of the easiest choices a human being can make. What did we say earlier? Always find opportunities to create value. That's an extreme you just value. Did it. Yeah, I mean that's that's easy. Even even if it was an early first, that's like if if Stefan Diggs is in your rookie draft in 2022, it's the whole rookie class, but you can also pick Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs ain't going in the middle. Like Stefan Diggs is going to be 101 or 102 or 103. So yes, I am absolutely trading a first for Stefan Diggs in any situation, even if he's not a person that I would target to build a young roster in the Jerry punt, which I like to call it the Jerry punt instead of the productive struggle. Cause I'm not struggling. I'm just punting one year and then I'm kicking the dog shit out of every one of you for the rest of the time. So that's, that's what I would say about that. And the, and the way you are confident in your response, I'm going to guess you quite easily agree with that trade take. You know, I posted this on the old Twitter box. I'm probably a good follow there too at DWZ Memphis. If you don't have a Twitter account, you might need one in case Instagram and Facebook crashes again. (laughs) You know, you know, but, but for me, it's like, um, I need to start getting some, uh, some sound bites from Pulp Fiction. Like when Samuel L. Jackson tells Yolanda to chill, 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 Yolanda. That's what I tell everybody. You all need uh, Jerry. As Samuel L. Jackson asked in Pulp Fiction, I just watched this with my 14-year-old son. So much heat from my wife for that decision, but that's neither here nor there. That's a, that's a Patreon podcast. You made right him now. grow as a man, damn it. I think he, hey, he, he, he wanted to watch it. We were supposed to watch Anchorman, but but anyway, also good. It, it is a great movie. Jerry, what was Fonzie like? A... He was know, he's cool. He was cool. That's the line from the movie. Correct Mundo, Jerry. Fonzie was cool. And when it relates to Stefan Diggs and even Calvin Ridley, we're all going to be a bunch of Fonzies up in this joint, and we're all going to be cool. So Stefan Diggs has averaged 12 targets a game. Okay. He's had, no, I'm sorry. It was 12 targets a game, and he's had over 12 PPR points per game. Every game he's had at least 12 points. His best game was like 17 points, and he's not had but one touchdown. Calvin Ridley, 10 points a game. And has only had one touchdown. The reg- the positive regression will come. Be like Yolanda, like Samuel. L. I'm Samuel L. Jackson in this story. You're Yolanda, and we're going to be cool. And if you can get Stephon Diggs for a late first, even on a rebuilding team, on a rebuilding team. See, this is this is smart business on the case of Lions Pride. This is good business. You know what? I don't need Stephon Diggs, but getting him for a late first holding him, let the touchdowns come, let the better matchups come. Like this weekend, is Stephon Diggs is probably going to melt faces when they play Kansas City. And you're going to get a, you're going to get a better opportunity. Even Maybe, if it's may, a second, let me ask you a question. Anyway, so so Mr. Mr. Pride here, he's a Lions fan. So I, I'm, I'm oh, going to yeah. take, take extra good care of him because he needs it, goddammit. So, so he does. So if Stephon Diggs goes out and balls his face off this week, okay, this is a real scenario. Great matchup. Yep. Da- Dallas could be blowing the New York Giants out, and it could be another Zeke game, and C.D. Lamb does not eat. Do you see a scenario where one week from now, he could take a freshly balled-out version of Stephon Diggs and go get a another slow-weeked C.D. Lamb straight up? Yeah, even if you have to add some some little sprinkles, you know. You gotta you gotta add a couple chocolate a chips. Quarter, on a top a of quarter your ice cream. Patterson. 
Yeah, you know, Mike Williams, whatever you got to do, a juju. I like. Yes, I'm doing that in a, in a heartbeat. And here's the thing: then you would late, you would have literally turned a late first, which is going to be some mediocre, maybe hits rookie. And and, and how much did, did did Mr. Pride just exponentially grow his dynasty roster? Yep. It's a great move. It's a savvy move because a lot of people would not have had the wherewithal to have said, oh, nope, nope, I'm rebuilding. I'm going to hang on to this first. Nope, nope, nope. Stephon Diggs is struggling, and he's only putting up so many points, and he's going to be 28. And it just, they would find every reason to talk themselves out of this trade, and this is the perfect trade because contenders are going to want Stephon Diggs. But, Jerry, that's a show. Mark McGuire, I'm going to answer this because I know you're a subscriber. Who to target for a wide receiver, a buy at wide receiver? He has three first. Jerry, is there a wide receiver that you'd be giving up a first in that range? Anybody, top of your head? Uh, I mean, I I would acquire a shitload of wide receivers. If you can get Stephon Diggs for one of those first, absolutely. Apparently um, it's possible. Much, yeah, uh, so definitely one of those guys. Um. Pretty much all of the young guys, for the most part, are, are the guys I'm acquiring. Like, you know, I'm avoiding the DeAndre Hopkins of the world because they are falling off the face of the earth. But if you've got somebody off the top of your head, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking I, I would like to kind of hit that delta of production and, and, and age because you don't want to age yourself too much. I think if I'm willing to spend a, a first Mr. McGuire, I'm going to kind of lay out. And if you're a contender, um, you know he he's not really mentioning what about Debo earlier. He's not mentioning oh what God. his what his status is in this league. But if if I'm a if I'm a contender, then then I'm going to wait and, and maybe spend two first and really get something real nice. So uh, th- there you go. There, there's a there's a nutshell. I don't know that I would do it today. Uh, if you want to go big, Jerry likes Debo. Um, I think a first is too yeah, much. Yeah, I, I, I think I think if you have three firsts too, I'm I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to wait and unload at the trade deadline and get like I did this last year if, where yeah, I paid you're I, to pay, win, yeah. yeah, I paid Terry McLaren and a first for Devontae Adams, and uh, I won the league. And then after the season was over, I sold Devontae Adams for a first and Deontay Johnson. So literally, the only thing that that really changed for me is I went to a, a young wide receiver that I liked, and I still got my first. It was in the same range; it was a middle first, and I basically loaned out Devonte Adams. You know, I rented him at a little bit of a cost. I rented him to win a championship, and then the overall makeup of my rock. That, that those are the kind of things I'm willing to do. But Jerry, there you go. Thank you for recording late. Uh, I will be d- appearing on the Dynasty Debates pod. It should be out this week. It's my buddy Evan, Evan Brown, at FFEvanOlution on Twitter. He's good people, Jerry. He said, do you yeah, think Jerry a, will come on? I said, I think with, Jerry will come on. With a with a, a flowing Twitter name like that, I mean, that's just fantastic. He's obviously more creative than anything I can muster. Jerry Sin well, DWZ. Well, well, listen, we're going to get out of here. We want to thank you guys. But please rate, review, and subscribe everywhere. Um, if you don't want to support our sponsors, Hate Brand Goods or Manscaped, again, promo code ZONE, promo code MEMPHIS, uh, Hate Brand Goods, uh, Patreon.com. If that's not the level of support you want to commit to, just, just subscribe. Share it. Don't be afraid to share it on Facebook. Just don't do it when it's down. And I do want to read a review. We had three five-stars. I don't want to read them all at once, but uh, we'll, we'll trickle these out over the next couple of weeks. 
Um, this one says, I've been a longtime listener of the DWZ and can't believe I haven't left a review until now. The main show with Memphis and Jerger Banks, that's Jerry, is fantastic. Oh, oh that's going to be a on big its, now, huh? okay. On its own. I'll tell that story, too. I have time. I'll make time. But the, but the growing network is getting better and better each week with shows dealing with Dynasty, Redraft, DFS, uh, segments on, in, on injuries. They have truly something for everyone. Can't wait to see what the next offering will be. I got that coming in the offseason. We're going to be talking trades and some really interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, it's a good one. This is from Chad. Chad P.A.C. Sung via Apple Podcast. Chad, thank you very much. Thank you for being a sweetheart. And uh, let's tell the Jerger, if you stuck around this long, hell, if you're an hour and 12 minutes in, let's give these folks the tale of Jerger Banks. And uh, so I'm in a league where I am contending, humble brag, 4-0. I, I have been I have been uh, riding the coattails. Uh, first two weeks, I thought I would get cute and play Trevor Lawrence. The last two weeks, I've played Mr. Sam Darnold to compliment one Justin Herbert in my Superflex. And uh, but I got Trevor Lawrence. But this is a contending roster. I could use some running back depth. We have to start twelve. We have to start two tight ends. Basically, you don't have to start two QBs, but you're gonna. And that leaves eight position players every week. Um, I love Trevor Lawrence. I, I can't wait till Urban Meyer gets fired and he gets a real coach. But anyway, in this in this in this group chat, I put, "Hey, I would be interesting in moving Trevor Lawrence." I said, "Who's interested?" And he's like, uh, "Trade him to old Jerger." So I saw just the way it was spelled. I didn't actually say it, but I saw the way that it was spelled, and in my head, I was like, "Jerger, that sounds like Jar Jar," and so that became Jar Jar Binks. So our own graphics buddy, Mr. Andrew Campy, of course, of course he photoshopped Jerry's face on Jar Jar Banks's body. I may make that my Twitter profile picture for a little bit. So <laughs> that that is how Jer Jer Banks came to be a thing. Whenever no I talk about myself, I always call myself Jer Jer. I don't know what it is. Whenever it's I'm, Jer Jer, not Jer Jer. Yeah, got, Jer Jer. Gotcha. Jer Jer. Okay, okay, so okay, Jerger cool. Pinks actually even sounds better. But well, yeah, I don't I'm, know what I'm, it is. Whenever I talk about myself, it's always Jerger. Trade with Jerger. I'm, I'm going to leave you on two things. So uh, for all the women out there that are into working out or for the for the guys or anyone that has a woman in your life into working out, Hate Brand Goods is dropping their first women's collection. It's a matching pair of leggings and sports bra. It's really good-looking stuff. It'll launch on Thursday. Might make a good Christmas gift. You can go ahead and get it. I know it's only October, but I got news for you. If Lowe's can put the Christmas tree out already, I can talk about hate brand goods. Um, you know, think about some Christmas presents. You head over there. Again, the link is in the show notes, and you can click on that. Shop around. You pick anything up. Use promo code MEMPHIS. It helps the show, and it helps us grow, Jerry. So, uh Anything to add before we go? No, I don't think so. Let's just hopefully uh, you are looking at your team and hopefully every one of your teams is 4-0 and you didn't lose by .12 in the Scottish Bowl like I did, which is just absolutely super duper. Love every second of that. And I'm going to leave you on this. You can follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. You can follow him at Jerry DWZ. And remember, if you don't offer at least one dynasty trade this week, your nightmares are going to be haunted by Jerger Banks. But until <laughs> next time, remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here. I'll be back tomorrow night with Dr. Kyle. And then 
We'll be back here with some more Dynasty goodness next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Kyle looking handsome with his glasses, too. Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start, and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, That started in October of 2014, so now, give or take, seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's an apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like, yeah, you, yeah. like, uh, was it like an ebook or something that you put out or? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a book. And then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of, uh, how to train for the Highland games called training lab. And one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called the hate. And this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about, um, just with athletes that we admired. And it was these guys that just, you know, still on top, still, still willing to do the work to get better, that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and mm. not about what had to do with anyone else. So they didn't hate and other it was people. This idea that you, you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4 a.m. and it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. <laughs> that guy's willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store, and man, you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak